What's up everyone, my name is Jaya and welcome to the Everyday Encounter. You know the drill, quick shout out to my content creators here who helped me make my podcast happen. Huge shout out to Jacob Villanueva on SoundCloud for creating our little jingle here at T-E-E, aka T. Go check him out, that's Jacob with a C, space, V-I-L-L-A-N-U-E-V-A on SoundCloud. (laughs) And another huge shout out to my guy, Alex, for creating our cover art. And that is finger.design on Instagram. That is F-I-N-G-E-R dot D-E-S-I-G-N on Instagram. And all his inquiry contact info will be there too. As per usual, have a wonderful day at work, school, home, wherever you are. Kick some ass, drive safe, drink some tea, do your laundry, and overall do what is best for your well-being. Because clearly I am not. Um, Thanks for listening into today's podcast. It really does mean the world to me, especially if it's just something that you listen to while completing your everyday tasks or going to the gym, you know, whatever you prefer. Uh, We're all friends here, so just know that I care about you. Take care of yourself. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Let's get on to today's conversation, shall we? Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? (laughs) Okay, that has actually been my favorite meme of the week. But um, the reason why I'm using that today is because, hello, yes, I've been missing for three weeks, I think, at this point. So basically, I have a lot to get off my chest. Um, Let's begin. Maybe you can relate, maybe not, but uh, even though I said this in my intro, I'm going to say it again here. Thanks for tuning in. Um, So firstly, I am so, so, so sorry for missing these past few weeks. Um, It's midterm season, and honestly, I was in a pretty bad place mentally for a bit there, but um, that's actually what I wanted to just talk to you guys about today. So we have a lot to cover. First and foremost, I just wanted to apologize that I don't have much content for you guys with the whole COVID thing going on. There's not really anything for me to go out and do, um, for the most part at least, and I I possibly cannot fathom to put myself in these like dramatic situations um, just to have content. I mean, like, I'll still listen and laugh to every Call Her Daddy episode, which is basically the premise of what I just described, but honestly, it could never be me. So, yeah, sorry. But, yes. Uh, Speaking of COVID, Miss Rona is truly who I have to thank for my mental state these past few weeks. What's that, Jaya? Oh my god, no, I don't have it. It's what it has done to my circumstances that have really affected me big time. Um, I can't think about it too much because that's when I really start to spiral. And then I feel a little bit guilty about spiraling and feeling bad because people are literally dying from this every day while I'm over here griping about trivial things like my lost study abroad and essentially losing my entire time, events, memories, all the fun stuff at university that don't involve a screen. Um, (laughs) That wasn't to sound spiteful by any means. It really is just how things have gone. You guys. (laughs) I miss my family so damn much. Um, And I don't mean the ones that I've lost. Uh, I have had a lot of family members, both near and far, pass away this year. Um, Not just from COVID, but in general. But... um, 
I miss going to California. Like it sounds pretty trivial, but a lot of the family that I love spending time with are down there. Um, in the Philippines, um, we also had plans to visit family in Australia in December. And in general, I memory wise, memories wise, I guess I won't have those late nights going into the city with friends at the university. I don't get to explore the city when I finally get a chance to live in it. Um, and it's just super frustrating because I'm looking at the other ways that countries have dealt with a pandemic and it just makes me want to scream. Like why couldn't that have been us? Why did we have to lose so many people before it became such a pressing issue to take care of? You know what I mean? Um, Why was Amy Coney Barrett sworn in far faster than how the pandemic was handled? Like, fuck, they don't even have plans to control the virus. This was said word for word, and it's just so ridiculous. I wish I could demand reparations. There's just so much lost and I wish I had the mental and financial capacity to take a gap here or any of that. Um, again, I'm really sorry for complaining because there are other people out there who clearly have it far worse than I do. And the reason I'm talking about this is because I just feel like there could have been some ways to have dealt with this pandemic so early on to prevent the deaths and lost time and everything like that. But honestly, some citizens are just as bad as the government and that ultimately slows the progression of things people voting for trump or lauren culp uh just because they want their favorite restaurant to open like more seating beyond the two that are safely allowable inside the restaurant just so they can get their fix like when i tell you i'm fucking angry okay this shit irritates me to my core i feel like the whole pandemic especially at the beginning is like that episode of Victorious. I don't know if you guys remember Victorious. It's an old Nickelodeon show. It's not that old. It was like 2010s um, where Tori is trying to get Trina to ice her face after her wisdom teeth surgery. And Trina's being like a total brat and essentially trying to avoid going on, um, going to do what's like best for her. And when Tori finally gets these frozen peas on her face, Trina goes, oh, that feels nice. Like, you get where I'm going with this, right? Like Fauci is Tory, the American people and their government is Trina, and all safety precautions and shutting down restaurants and businesses were the frozen fucking peas. I can't help but be angry at the situation and never have really been able to articulate it in a way that actually satisfied me up until this point. I really feel like that that was spot on analogy. Um, should have gotten my degree in English. <laughs> No, God, speaking of wisdom teeth, though, um, life update. I have that scheduled on November 13th, so we'll see how that goes, and I might disappear for another while, so really sorry about that. Um, anyway, back to the episode. Yes, COVID. Uh, <laughs> so when I said that I wanted or I wished that I had that mental and financial capacity to wish I could be able to take like a gap year or something like that, but the way that it's oriented right now is that I am on track to graduate this spring. Generally speaking, the reason why I just haven't really been in a good place mentally after some like further dissection, I really realized the reason why. So initially, I thought maybe 
with this pandemic going on, I could take that gap year and I should just chill and enjoy being young and unemployed. But (laughs) I've truly felt just such a pressure since like the age of 15 to grow up. And I couldn't tell you why. Like, I don't want to be that person who's always like, oh, I've always felt like I'm super ahead of my peers and like things like that. The truth was I had tons of peers who were way smarter than me. Um, I don't know. I was just ready to get my life started. And my whole life, I've just been go, 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 extreme independence ever since my siblings were born. I was always ahead from the time that I could speak, but I always still felt like I needed to play catch up. And that's what I feel like now. Maybe it's because I've always surrounded myself with older people. Growing up, all of my friends were older than me. I was sort of in this like weird middle age, not middle age, but like, you know what I mean? Like middle of the gap kind of thing. Um, Like at family parties, there would be me, like maybe 10 years old, but everyone else is like, or maybe not 10. Let's say I was like eight, but everyone else was a teenager and anyone younger than me was practically an infant. So... Yeah. And like now, a lot of the people that I primarily talk to or talked to in my college journey have been graduate students or people who are just generally older than me Um, because I am two years ahead in college. So I'm surrounding myself with juniors and seniors and, you know, grad students. So now that everything has been put on pause, I don't know how to idle. I can't sit still. I can't wait for life to catch up. You know, um, (laughs) we're on a roll with the analogies today, but if you think about it, I feel like the beginning of Mario Kart, (laughs) you know, when you like, when it does the countdown and it's like three, two, one, and then you kind of hold your finger down on, see, I played on the Wii. So it was like in number two. So I would hold on the number two, but you know, when you hold on just a little bit too early, And then your engine like basically combusts on you before you get to the like go again. That's what I feel like. And it sucks because I was so excited to graduate two years early. Now I almost wish I wasn't ahead. And yeah, that's why I was kind of spiraling for a little bit, I think, on top of the whole COVID thing. But like in general, of like not being able to see my friends. But that wasn't really a COVID thing. That was more of just everyone being out of state. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't have that social interaction that I used to. And I used to thrive off of that. So definitely a matter of adapting. And that's just been hard, even though we're like six months into it. (laughs) Um, Let's touch more on some COVID stuff that's been going on. COVID related kind of, but like not really. (laughs) So... Speaking of COVID and studying abroad, even though, yeah, full circle or like triangle or whatever, dot, 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 wherever we are (laughs) in this pentagon that we're making, um, COVID and studying abroad. Let's talk about this top 10 Netflix show, Emily in Paris. I don't think it's top 10 anymore because it's been a couple weeks (laughs) since I've watched it that I'm recording this. Um, Anyway, I ranted about it on Instagram, but I am so distraught that I will rant here too. A lot of people are mad because the show kind of makes (laughs) 
not to spoil anything, but it makes cheating seem like a normalized mainstream thing. That was one of the arguments. Another argument was that she was pressing her American ideals onto this French workplace, that she was the one who was invited there, um, or that she was the one essentially, you know, like going over there, but she wanted them to contort to her American ideals at the workplace instead of trying to adapt, like, you know, a true colonizer. (laughs) But here's what I'll tell you I'm mad about. Now, brace yourselves, because just like everyone who refuses to wear masks and wants to go out and crowd public places, I'm going to be a little bit selfish here, as if I haven't been for the entirety of this episode thus far. But I'm fucking pissed because it painted the ideological picture of how my study abroad in France was going to go. (laughs) So backstory. I enrolled in a study abroad program back in autumn of last year where I was supposed to travel to London and Paris, like as a more of a trek kind of thing. Um, Honestly, I'm so proud of the application that I'll even read like an excerpt here. With that being said, being able to immerse myself in not one, but two different cultures is an opportunity of a lifetime. And having two European cities serve as my classroom for a week will supplement my learning beyond what the Seattle campus grounds have to offer. Being able to experience learning cross-continental etiquette firsthand is simply the beginning to fulfilling my desires for excellence in both what I do in the classroom and beyond graduation. (laughs) But yes, I got in. I not only got in, but I also got a scholarship. I stayed late on campus, even as a commuter to attend the seminar that was created to prep us for this trip. Um, I met a really good friend, actually. (laughs) I'm really selective now about saying lifelong, but... um, I think I'm so lucky to genuinely be her friend, even if it is just for this brief chapter in my life. Um, we're actually going to be roommates this coming winter, even though Corona's still going on. But we both figured, you know what? I like we just aren't going to totally miss out on all of our university experience, albeit it being altered a little. You know, it was really good. We actually had a conversation just this past weekend about sort of setting ground rules for ourselves. We're not really well. She's already fully moved in. Um, I don't move in until January, but yes, I'm very excited. I think it'll be a good time, even though we're going to try our best to get our alone time, even if we're in kind of quarantine. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we were supposed to be travel buddies together. We had everything planned out after our work um, that we would do for the program in the morning uh, during the trip. We were going to meet some amazing companies through the program. Like, honestly, I feel kind of bad because I don't remember a lot of them, but there was this one particular eyewear brand. Um, We were going to meet some company representatives from Chanel. We were going to go to the U.S. Embassy, amongst other things. We were going to have a picnic on the Seine. We were going to have so many pastries, inevitably get lost. We were going to go to European bars and visit the Eiffel Tower at night. You know, all these super ideal things. Um, I know probably some things were going to go wrong on the trip just because that's how life works, but that was all part of the process and I was excited for every single bit of it. I had my childhood dreams right there in front of me and they were taken away 
just like that. And I know you guys are probably like, oh, but Jaya, you're being so dramatic. You can definitely, definitely go like anytime, like after Corona's over, like you can just visit these countries on your own. And like, yeah, but I won't get to meet those company executives from Chanel. I won't get to meet the UW alumni who can tell us about working abroad. Um, so that's kind of what I'm a little bit pissed about. <laughs> Fast forward to now. This show airs, wait, is that even the term that's like relevant to a preloaded streaming service? All good questions. Anyway, this show is brought up and how fucked up is it that this marketing manager from the US gets to go on a broad trip to Paris for work? Like, wow, couldn't have subtweeted my like marketing major ass any harder, huh? Like, have you guys seen that video? <laughs> Where the girl fucking blows out this other girl's candles on her birthday cake and she gives her that smug ass face and like the other girl like goes in and like grabs her hair and then the parents or whatever like stops her and I'm yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) So after that long winded complaint of an oddly specific and fucked up coincidence, I'm going to close this section with my final thoughts on this pandemic in general. I once saw that they called this an indiscriminate virus. But I just wanted to raise awareness on the fact that there are people who do not have the luxury of Wi-Fi or expensive tech or English-speaking parents or guardians or tutors. And basically, how an indiscriminate virus, you call it, still managed to target blue-collar communities. Um... I see a lot of efforts in trying to alleviate this in a progressive state of Washington, which is really nice, but I'm sure it just isn't the same everywhere. And that's what really breaks my heart. So you know what? Shout out to everyone working to make a difference, whether they're on the front lines or developing shit for the front lines or doing community outreach to help alleviate and mitigate these issues of students and people working from home who are not able to get that help and resource that they need. Um, You guys are truly, 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 truly amazing. So you can't just be like, yeah, I've been like hard mentally, like it's been difficult, blah, blah, blah. And that's my only reason. You're motherfucking right. Uh, School has also just been really hard. Um, I'm in a class right now, a marketing class, actually, that makes me question my marketing major because, (laughs) quite frankly, both the TA and the instructor are so awful. There's, like, probably one or two students who could, like, disagree with me with this, and those are the two that are, like, actually always talking in class. The class itself, so awful. Makes me want to rip my hair out. And I feel like it would have been different if I had a different instructor maybe or if the class was structured a little bit differently because right now all that we're learning is how to input this data into our studio and run these regressions on them and like baseline learn how to interpret the data but what I was so excited for was when I signed up for this class was just the interpreting the data part essentially which I guess doesn't make sense as like being the full part of the puzzle but I feel like we've just barely touched on it and that's what kind of didn't really settle right with me. Um, and every time we would ask him, the professor for help, he'd be like, 
no, I can't because that would be pre-grading your homework. And it's like, why'd you tell us to ask you for help if you're just not going to do it? Or if he does, he's just basically going to say, you should look at the lecture notes. And that's mostly the frustrating thing. The thing about UW is a lot of professors will say like, oh, we're so lucky at Foster because we have professors who are not only good at research, but are good at teaching too. Like, no, these teachers aren't good at teaching because they're primarily in research, you know? But, um, you know, believe what you want. (laughs) I feel kind of bad because now it makes me just go a little bit harder when I grade the assignments because I'm currently a TA for a former communications professor. Now I feel kind of bad because I'm not like a cool, lenient TA, you know what I mean? Um, Because when I grade, I kind of let off some steam. But luckily, the communications professor actually likes that I'm just a little bit harder (laughs) on them. Actually, he says I'm quite lenient. But anyway, um, luckily, I can always look on the bright side and simply say that marketing analytics just isn't for me. I thought it was. I thought I was going to have fun with it. But you know what? I was wrong. I was so wrong. (laughs) I'm so lucky, though, because marketing in and of itself just has so many aspects to it that you really have your choice in what you want to do within the field. And (laughs) now I know um, out of all these options, though, I can finally cross one of them off. So running regressions, collecting data just isn't for me. I love interpreting it, but I just can't run those damn log, log, logit, dad, gummit, stupid regressions. So there is still hope in not analytics. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's mainly what has put my mental health in not tip top shape. Uh, yeah, though I'm so bad at articulating how drastic it truly has been for me. Um, However, I am so, so incredibly lucky, though, to have the support system that I do, and I am so grateful. I actually had an aunt check in with me, one of the ones from California, and she and her siblings are all huge, huge, huge activists, and she actually asked me some questions about voting and general life stuff. I don't know what happened, (laughs) but I found myself essentially outpouring what all is going on in my life and why I'm like sad all the time. Again, like I mentioned, problem is (laughs) she lives in California. So there wasn't much that she could tangibly do for me. Um, And I didn't know at the time, but she actually spoke with her brother, my uncle, who lives in Seattle too. Um, And he reached out and bada bing, bada boom, like he suggested we go out for lunch and we can just talk a little bit about Um, everything that's been going on in my life, just with a little bit more depth to it, because obviously face-to-face is just something that cannot be replicated any other way. And yes, we understand it's COVID and all of that, so we're probably going to take as many precautions as we absolutely can. Um, But I think it'll be really nice to finally see a familiar face. But him reaching out, that in itself touched me so hard, because... Growing up, family was just never in the picture when I would consider who to unload all this emotional baggage to. Um, But, but, you know, honestly, I think it'll be good for both of us that this happens. I feel like for him as well, he's just someone who just cares so deeply about other people that, especially in these times, in like this day and age, this era, whatever you want to call it, 
as someone so empathetic and kind as he is, he truly does like bear the weight of the world on his shoulders right now. Um, he was an activist even way back when the Flint water crisis was first introduced to the media and still is to this day and probably was even before that. It's just so admirable to have certain family that I do. And you know what? I'll give you guys an update about how that lunch went. I'm recording this on Friday, so we're actually going out for <laughs> lunch tomorrow, so I'll give you guys an update on how that went, even though I just said that. <laughs> right, so some other life updates before we head into our second section here. I know the first half of this podcast is <laughs> a little heavy, so here's the intermezzo. Um, so, some things I've been loving, um, not to be a simp for Apple, but... <laughs> Investing in the MacBook Air was truly the best thing that I could have done for my online academic career. <laughs> I didn't know this, but upon receiving it, that's when I really started doing like research on the like the tricks and the tips that you can do with your MacBook. I can copy shit on my phone and paste it onto my laptop. Like, isn't that insane? I can do this split screen feature thing so I don't really have to worry about having to buy another monitor or going back and forth between windows. I can text or answer calls from here. Um, the speaker on this laptop is freaking awesome. And the screen is 4K. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, this was truly an awesome revelation for me. And I am so happy. So another thing uh, that I've been really utilizing these days was actually Discord. Uh, so Discord has been like a real prevalent feature in my life now that everything is online. Um, I finally joined the FASA Discord, which for those of you that don't know, FASA is a Filipino-American student association chapter here at the UW. It's been chill. Um, we sometimes do study sessions at night. Uh, I mean, for the most part, we're muted, but it's nice to have other people around and sort of have that sense of community, I think. So yeah, that's been pretty sweet. Another life update. So the last time you guys saw me, I was talking about taking a leave of absence from work. Um... And I'm kind of on it now. So my last day of work was actually in one of the weeks that I was missing for. Um, no grand exits, no balloons, not even really a celebratory like boba after my shift. It's no big deal though. Um, <laughs> I just took a leave of absence for the time being. So that if I'm actually like stuck in a job rut, like no one's been able to get back to me, I will have them to turn to which really shitty, like I don't really want to go back to that job, but money is money these days. Um, plus it helps with the turnover rate. So my manager was more than happy to do that for me. However, the week prior, um, I ended up using up all of my vacation and sick days because they did eventually expire in the month of November. And I knew that I was going to be gone by then. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just use this. My manager still called me on Wednesday asking where I was. <laughs> and he was like, but I put you on the schedule. Can you come in anyway? You're not on pause. I'm just speechless. Like, are you fucking joking like how are you going to approve my vacation hours with me in the room and then make the schedule right after approving those vacation hours and then schedule me on the day that you approved as vacation hours make it make sense like this is the reason why people actually fucking quit management is so shit but yeah honestly if you put me on the schedule that you approved as a vacation day it sounds like a you problem but what did i do 
my manager actually doesn't speak professionalism at all. So I just respond with, bruh, and he leaves me on red, but he doesn't message me for the rest of the night. So that's how that was dealt with. Um, not really a big deal. <laughs> also, do you guys remember that cute art professor that I talked about? I believe my first episode here. Yeah. Uh, I went to a local coffee shop with my boyfriend <laughs> the other day and the way it works is you kind of snake in through the door, but it kind of opens up on the side like a little garage and that's where you can like wait and pick up your order like outside. Anyway, so we go in, we snake in through the whole thing, we place our orders and then I turn around and I start walking and <laughs> I didn't see them at first, but I slowly like start seeing this figure like waving at me and I'm like, what? So I kind of look up and I'm like, oh my God, hey, like uh, it was just, it was a good time. I, that really did brighten my week. I love like being around that professor so much. Like they're just so much fun to be around. Um, good people. <sighs> Another life update, not as happy. Um, I know you guys can't see me right now, but my skin is absolutely screaming. I don't know what it is, but I feel, I want to say it's like hormonal acne, but yeah, my skin just has not been having it. And it only makes me more depressed because I kind of looked through like some of my Snapchat <laughs> memories the other day and I was scrolling up to like my senior year of like high school and my face looked so clear and that was when like I was at the peak of using curology um senioritis had really taken over so I really wasn't stressing about anything anymore like I got a 60 on my accounting final and still passed the class with like an a minus so I was like okay um yeah that's how relaxed I was being you know and now I don't know I feel like I might just be stressed or maybe I'm just sad I don't fucking know you guys but my skin just isn't having it with me I hopped back on curology but I feel like it just hasn't helped the way that it did before. So yeah, um, we'll have to see how that goes. But for now, I'm not happy with her. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a really long first section. So I'm going to give you guys a little chance to take a little bit of a break here. And then we'll get back to the second section, which I think is actually going to be a lot of fun for this week. So stay tuned. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, so in light of the previous weeks being pretty difficult for me, I think this next topic is something that aligned perfectly with this week's episode, actually. Um, this is what I want to call a kind of Q&A, because this week a listener um, slash friend of mine actually submitted a topic that he wanted me to touch on. Um, so thank you so much, Trango, for giving me some ideas on how to make this podcast more useful for listeners. In fact, I may like start implementing this like on a pretty regular basis, like an advice column, even though I don't really know why the fuck y'all would even listen to me of all people. <laughs> but if you want, I can definitely do those um, Q&As and Maybe just, I don't know, more fun stuff on top of the general interview discussion things that I have. Right, so for this week's topic, T brought up that he wanted me to talk about the most unique challenges that I faced um, and some of the hardest times that I had to un like overcome during my time here at college. So this was the perfect opportunity, obviously aside from the whole COVID thing, but I guess I'll actually include when I was kind of still in high school. Um... And was doing the Running Start program because I guess in a way that was me like doing college for a while. But 
yeah, I thought that this was a really good idea since it is application season for all of my high school seniors out there. Um, I've actually been helping a young mentee friend of mine, I guess you could say, with her personal statement. She's been applying to a lot of super higher schools. So if she could get into one of those, um, knowing that I helped her do that, like makes me really happy, but she is pretty strong on her own. So I probably wouldn't even take any credit for her getting in. If anything, she did that all on her own. Um, but yeah, I know application season is super stressful. Been there, done that. Um, and generally speaking, I know that it's a hard time for just about everyone. Uh, and Tarango himself is actually transitioning from finishing his services in the Air Force into a higher education and was looking for some pointers. That's why he brought up this episode today. And I thought it was going to be a good one to implement with everyone um, in the midst of application season. And also just because I was talking about why it's been like such a hard time for me recently. Right. So in high school, um, Washington and a few other West Coast schools have a program called Running Start. It's where you can attend your classes and finish your high school requirements, as well as some college prerequisites at a local community college. It's like, for those of you, I know I have some listeners on the East Coast. Um, it's like inner baccalaureate or advanced placement, but it's also less nationally recognized, so it's not a guarantee that your credits will be accepted at all universities. But I guess it's kind of the same thing um, for those other ones that I just listed. Like you had to have a certain grade or a certain test score for it to be accepted, you know? So it's kind of the same thing here. For me, I chose this program because I knew that it would be easiest for me. Um, I knew that I was going to be staying on the West Coast and I knew what I wanted to be when I grow up. So I got to take all of my major prerequisites um, with guarantee that my credits would transfer. So point number one here is absolutely 100% do your research. Though you don't necessarily have to have everything figured out, I'd definitely decide on a plan. Like whether you want to start at community college or if you want to head straight into university. Personally, I am a huge advocate for the community route. You <laughs> save so much money and the rigor is much kinder to those transitioning into higher education from either high school or if you've taken a break from a while, um, things like that. At least in Bellevue, there were just so many people who um, have multiple languages learned before they got to learn English or those getting back to it, um, after a long while. So the pace at which the material was taught was just much, much, much more comprehensive. And you get the chance to really explore different classes in community college for your majors. So you can decide what career path you want to take. Also, if you do decide to go this route, have potential universities that you still want to attend in mind if you do want to go to a university um, and look up if they accept transfer credits or students um, and things like that. Learning itself wasn't really a problem for me at the community college and I'll say I'm very much lucky in the sense that most um, of school generally came really easy for me. Note the past tense. However, one super valuable thing to learn in this transition period, regardless of who you are and what your background is, is learning how to study. Like, I would ask yourself some of these questions. 
you study better at night, in the afternoon, or in the morning? Do you prefer places with ambiance, such as like a cafe or a park? Or do you prefer the quiet, like in your room or at a library? Do you prefer your notes handwritten or typed? Are you a learner um, through repetition, association, or collaboration? Like you get the gist, you know? These are all the questions that you want to explore that are absolutely vital in succeeding um, in higher education and make the time. Anyone can say that their time management is good. They can do this, they can do that, but it truly does make a difference when you set time aside for school that isn't class, even if it is like brief, where you can just go over your notes and just make sure that you understand the concept. Also, if you go this route, take advantage of the intimate setting of a community college classroom. There are far less students than if you were in a university, so developing relationships with professors was always something that I didn't necessarily seek out for, but it did kind of just come naturally, um, and it's been so helpful and nice um, to have wonderful people who all, all like always have your back, who know you and like your work ethic, you know? Like to this day, I still have some high school instructors numbers on my phone, as well as an accounting professor from the college who is really dear to me. Um, hell, even in university, like I have two professors numbers. But the common thing here is that those classes that I have those numbers for, um, those professors had classes that never exceeded 30 people. Like befriend them and yeah, they're really the best. So that's another piece of advice that I have if you decide to go the community college route. So those were the good parts. Um, it's difficult for me to define any unique adversaries thus far other than COVID learning, I guess. But I can tell you about a few things um, that my mind did not take into account when I transitioned into university. These are things that I really like didn't expect. Nobody told me about. Um, and yeah. So number one, there is absolutely an adjustment period that I did not get to account for. Um, though this is speaking for in-person learning, I definitely had some huge imposter syndrome my first day at the U. Like if you think about it, like I'm this little freshman who is fresh out of high school, no idea what she's doing, and in her first upper division course for her major at the university. Everyone in those classes just looked older, a little jaded, and knew what they were doing because they were either like at UW for a while or um, were in their senior year or things like that. So I guess that was my first unique adversary was genuinely feeling like I just didn't belong. Um, if you ever do feel like that, my advice for this though is literally like just write it out, my dude. It sounds pretty rough, but... I swear, like you're there for a reason and everyone else just seems more comfortable because they've been there longer, not because they're better. And it gets more fun when you get to take classes that are more specific to your major. Um, so just take a deep breath and everything will be okay. Uh, this, I guess I did touch on when I was talking about community college, but I would also encourage on making connections at the university if you can as well. Um, go to club meetings party a little when we can, but not so much that you lose focus for why you're spending thousands of dollars to be there. Um, take advantage of your group projects, like text people individually here and there, um, and just reach out. Like I promise you having friends just makes the world of a difference. And if they're in classes that you actually plan on taking later, like they can often provide guidance or even old like homework solutions that can really help you when you're struggling with assignments. Um, 
And plus, it really can get lonely in a university in particular. If it's not private, if it's like huge, um, having people to be able to get coffee with or dinner with or something every now and then is really, really good for the soul. Um, that sounds so, ooh, sorry, that's really cringy. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it really does feel so good when you have people that you know that you can depend on and that they can depend on you back. Um, and finally, I guess if we're treading like this unique adversary thing, um, adversary, adversary, <laughs> I used to be a full-time commuter. I was at school from seven in the morning until six at night, and I would take the train back and forth every day that I had school for, or I'd have to wake up at four to find parking at the train station go to my 8.30, and when school would let out at 10.30, I'd race back to the train, ride to my car, and then drive to work. So in this unique challenge, problem, thing, I would say it's completely avoidable. Um, and once you've like decided where you're attending, live on or as close to campus as you can manage. I mean this like financially and like emotionally and things like that. But if you can, it really does make life just so much easier and it makes making friends easier too because now you can like do anything that you want without having much constraint, time constraint, I mean. So yeah. So yeah, that's uh, the advice that I have. I know it's kind of a lot, but if you guys have any other suggestions, let me know and I'll mention it in the next episode. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Today's episode was kind of long and heavy, so if you made it this far, um, thanks. <laughs> thanks for staying. Um, I hope you really got something out of it. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and if there's an episode missing next week or something, my gums are probably bleeding and I'll have frozen peas on my face. But yeah, I love you guys, and I'll see you when I see you. Thanks. <laughs>